we do over 5 million visits a month now. Wow. We decided at the beginning of this year to really refocus on organic. We've always been, um, that's always been our primary traffic lever, but we've decided to like really, really double down on that, almost the exclusion of everything else. And that's been the strategy that's paid dividends for us this year. Welcome to another episode of Ground Up here. I am joined by Emma Brudner from HubSpot. Uh, been there for four years now, in desperate need of a, of a laptop upgrade, she tells me. Uh, <laughs> but I actually had the pleasure to work with Emma for about a year uh, before I left HubSpot, uh, which I guess was now would now be 2016 is when we worked together for a year uh, on the HubSpot sales blog. So I got to know Emma. Uh, an amazing communicator, amazing writer. She's developed into an amazing manager, leading a team there, is now the director of uh, the HubSpot blog, which I will ask her to share what she can share uh, about, the, uh, about the stats of those blogs. But before we, uh, before we get there, Emma, uh, welcome, welcome to Ground Up. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, could you give us a little bit of a background on your career, how you got to HubSpot, um, and kind of when you joined the team, you know, what, what were you, uh, what was your role and, and all that stuff? Sure. Thank you for having me. First of all, mm-hmm. I will definitely take care of my laptop upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, uh, I was an English major in college. I, I knew I always wanted to go into writing and editorial. So I've, I've held a bunch of different, um, different writing jobs at, publications, magazines, both uh, B2B and kind of more B2C focused. Mm-hmm. And then um, when it came to HubSpot about four years ago, I was hired in as the first dedicated employee on the uh, HubSpot sales blog, the first dedicated writer. I uh, was able to grow that blog, I think by about um, 500% in a year, mm-hmm. um, at which point we we started, uh, we hired a second hire, Leslie Yee, who's amazing, still with us. Yep. Um, I became the editor of that blog, and then about a year after that, I got promoted to manage our entire blog. So that's the HubSpot sales blog, marketing blog, as well as um, our brand new service blog. And I've been doing that for about two years, growing the team and growing the blog. Awesome. Um, funny how that works. Like, There's a blog for marketing, sales, and service that aligns fairly well with the HubSpot product. Uh, before, we, before we get there, though... Um, can you share any stats on like how the blog keeps growing? Like I know, and I imagine anybody that follows a bot well or at, 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 at any level probably knows that it's a, it's a very successful blog. Um, you inherited a portion of it, of course, and then you built out uh, sales and now your team's building out the services one. Uh, but could you give us any stats on like how big it is or how big it's grown or things like that? Yeah. Um, so we do over 5 million visits a month now. Uh, yeah, so it's absolutely huge seeing still continued great growth on our newer property sales and service. Um, and then this year in particular, I say that we, we've grown, 2018 has been a huge growth year for us. I was looking at the stats uh, yesterday for August, and I think we're uh, it's like 35% year over year growth from last August for the blog. Wow. So, wow. Pretty well. Okay. So, so, um, so your HubSpot stock is doing well, your personal <laughs> stock in, internally. Uh, I'm doing okay. The, uh, 
And I, yeah, exactly. So uh, I know you're very well liked um, by everyone there, but uh, how, uh, and, and I know like, so from the early days of HubSpot, when the blog was really just getting started, um, it was our primary lead generator. Mm-hmm. Um, is it safe to say that's still a primary lead generator at HubSpot? Yes. Yeah. And is it directly from organic search for the most part or social or where is, where is, that, where is that mostly coming from? Yeah, the vast majority of our traffic and conversions come from organic. Um, And that is also, that's one of the reasons why we had a really successful year this year is because um, as as any content marketer can tell you, social has been a little bit of an interesting story over the past few years. User behavior has changed uh, as well as the algorithm has changed to um, not to punish link-based posts, right? So they're trying to keep people within their, within their sites and engaging with native content. So we've seen our traffic from social just completely, uh, really plummet over the past. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. And so more or less what we did is, um, we decided at the beginning of this year to really refocus on organic. We've always been, um, that's always been our t- primary traffic lever, but we've decided to like really, really double down on that almost to the exclusion of everything else. Okay. And that's been the strategy that's paid dividends for us this year. Yeah. So I know, I noticed like a HubSpot has an ultimate guide for everything. So I'm guessing that's part of the SEO play, but maybe walk us through a little bit how you, how you double down on, on SEO other than just like creating more content. What do you, what's the approach been? Yeah. So a few things. We have a, an amazing SEO team here internally. Um, and at the beginning of this year, we actually had a person from the blog team move to the SEO team, Asia Frost, who uh, worked on Post.Sales blog. That's blog right. Yeah, Asia and I got to hang out a little bit there when I was... As she, she was joining as I was kind of leaving. So. Yeah, she's yep. staffing. <laughs> she's not great things. Uh, so she moved over to the SEO team and took on a role to be the content team's official SEO liaison. So we have formed a really tight partnership with her and the SEO team where um, she she produces for us a dedicated report every quarter um, called the Search Insights Report that details out our, our search opportunity. And she does that. It's really interesting because she has the really deep knowledge. She put, Because she came from the content team, she knows our content. Right. She understands how we write about things, why we write about things. So she has that editorial mind. Yep. Um, so she takes that with the S, you know, with uh, on the SEO side, and she makes really good recommendations on, hey, we should go into this space. It's tangential to a space that we're already ranking in, but we we don't currently um, show up on any SERPs there. Mm-hmm. Um, she also one of the things that's great about having her work with us is that she is aware of our entire content landscape. So instead of um, making just pure recommendations in terms of, hey, write all these things. She knows she has an eye into all the existing content that we have, and we have a ton because the blog has been around for right 12 years now. 12 years, <laughs> 12 years. So, in other words, we get a great we get this really nice report from her that says, Okay, here are the things that we should create, here are the things that we should optimize, okay. um, and here are the things that we should either, you know, from an SEO perspective, we should combine these two posts or we should redirect this one to that one. Okay. Um, so it okay. kind of combines the editorial and the technical sides. And basically, once we get that report from her, that comes over to my team, who then divvies up the work among writers, editors, and then we have one person who does full-time um, optimization. 
Oh, wow. So what percentage of the team's time would you say is spent like updating and optimizing or combining or redirecting like that kind of work versus like writing new posts? I would say, I would say probably we're, we're more skewed towards writing new posts this year just because we have more opportunity um, than we thought, especially as we always expand into new product areas, right? We want to create content, um, informational content that then supports the conversion path. So we have been doing quite a bit of new content this year, more than I would have expected. But I would say maybe the split is probably 80-20, 80% new content, 20% uh, optimization. Um, But the thing is, I do... That's always going to fluctuate, and I do expect that to probably change next year. Is it because HubSpot's expanded into the services realm and is expanding kind of, is that, is that the reason the focus is a little more on new now versus where you think you'll be next year? Yeah, exactly. We're getting out, we're getting out. Isn't HubSpot going to launch new stuff next year? (laughs) 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 I know Brian's playbook. (laughs) (laughs) He's not done. um, So we're planning those seeds this year. Basically we're getting all the content out there. That means next year we'll have more to optimize. So I, I, I really expect probably our shift to to uh, more towards optimization next year. Yep, got it. Uh, cool. So, so what else is um is a focus then? What did I miss? What did you miss? Um, well, we have fully moved to the pillar cluster model on the blog. Okay. Uh, which was no small undertaking, but that's another reason why our uh, organic strategy is working so well. Okay. Um, I and, think it, one, and are you, um, is the pillar page usually a blog post or is it a page on the core HubSpot domain that's like, you know, interactive yeah. and really long and dense and has every possible <laughs> angle at a, at a topic? Like what, what's the approach there? So the approach is that we divide it up by intent. So any pillar page that it, the intent is primarily informational, Mm-hmm. lives on the blog. Any pillar page that the intent is I want to buy something or I want to take some sort of action immediately, we publish, we generally publish those on .com. Okay. Got it. That's clever. Okay. Because the, the idea is that you can probably have a little more flexibility in the design. You get rid of the blog nav. You can really focus the person on, on taking the next step on the, on the HubSpot.com domain. Correct. Yeah, we don't want to clutter... Uh, right. I mean, the blog is about having free information and we don't want to clutter it with, if someone is coming to, to buy something, right. Yeah. Uh, not really doesn't belong in the blog anyway, because we don't want to have a ton of yeah. this and all these CTAs, right. We want to have a site that's about free information. So those more, um, bottom of the funnel focus pillar pages, uh, live on hexlot.com. Got it. Cool. Um, oh, so I remember a question I was going to ask you. So you, you mentioned earlier that like 80% of uh, your effort is on new content this year and like 20% is on the optimization. Um, but isn't most of the results in the organic traffic coming from existing content? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Still? And uh, that, is, that is one thing that we really... So one of the things that kind of disincentivized... <laughs> I don't know if that's a word, but anyway, maybe yeah, just incentivized. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my team in the past from from really uh, focusing primarily on uh, creating new posts for organic is because 
right? You know, it's always nice to see that immediate traffic payoff. Yeah. And be like, oh, I can write something today that's going to get 10,000 views. It's going to be amazing, you know? Right. Email rules to ignore whatever it is, right? Yeah, yeah. The thing is, if that doesn't have any organic value, that thing gets, it performs really well a month one, and then it just kind of dies. Right. And so um, in the past, we were really, really focused on monthly goals. And what I kind of realized was that that was incentivizing people to produce more more of that, you know, quote, candy content that's going to produce, it's going to perform really, really well month one, but then it's not going to accrue in the long run. Right. So we really intentionally moved away from monthly goals for the blog. Um, and we're trying to measure our performance more holistically. So are we growing, um, you know, on a quarterly basis? Are we growing year over year? And kind of looking at it that way so that um, the writers are incentivized to write those organic posts that, you know, maybe they, they don't have great returns today, but six months from now, those are those posts that then are bringing in tens of thousands of views and they only continue to do that for the long term. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Um, it, was almost, it sounds like the monthly goal was almost demoralizing because there wasn't a lot of action you could take in the short term that would would help you get to the goal right yeah because a lot of a lot like 80 percent of the traffic or more was coming from old stuff that you weren't really focused on uh, and that could go up and down if you're not really paying attention to it uh, and, and what you really needed you'd still need is everybody focused but most people focused on new because that's laying the groundwork for the future exactly uh, in order to get that ridiculous 35 percent year on year growth um, <laughs> Which is interesting. It's pretty close to, to HubSpot's revenue growth rate per the public statements. Um, so, so it's interesting that that that, uh, that aligns. But, but yeah, you needed everybody focused on like building for the future, which is really what the purpose of and, and the value, the biggest value of blogging is, right? Is just investing into the into the future of organic search that you're going to get. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I remember writing for. So you know, I was writing for the HubSpot sales blog for a year, and it was still pretty small then compared to where it is now. Uh, but I re- I do remember getting posts like there was I think I had one post where it was like forty thousand uh, visits in like in like thirty days. I'm like, well, how do we repeat that? And you're obsessively focused on that, but right. at the at the at the cost of not building out content that's going to actually rank in the long term and maybe bring you know traffic into the yeah, month after month. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Always good to have those those wins feel great. Oh yeah, those are not yeah, sustainable. Yeah. Right, it's not sustainable, and it's not moving the the action. It's like uh, I don't know if I can come up with a good analogy on the fly, but it's like uh, um, yeah, it's it's not really moving the needle compared to the. You're always on a treadmill with that model, right? Because yeah. every month is a new month, and you're gonna have to um, you know, come up with those 40,000 view posts in that new month. And yeah. uh, the thing is, if you're willing to, you know, Hey, we're not going to grow very aggressively this month or next month or the month after that, right. Where we're really going to invest in organic. You have yeah. to be kind of comfortable with that. Um, but that is the stuff that then six months down the line, you're going to be so glad you did. Yeah, it's like, thank, thank you. Pat yourself yeah. on the back for that one. Good call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. We're about to launch, um, a methodology, for helping companies to improve their metrics at Databox here. And uh, um, we have a cadence that we recommend that people follow around picking quarterly initiatives, setting monthly goals, um, adapting their plan weekly, uh, um, monitoring their progress daily, and reporting uh, results as they happen. 
And so that was the, like the five steps we're pushing. And the feedback I have gotten from people is like, well, sometimes a month, monthly goal doesn't make, doesn't always make sense. Um, but your HubSpot, I think is like the opposite of most companies in that everything is a monthly goal. Yeah. Um, and so it does make sense. And there's probably like four goals that are not right. <laughs> Uh, yeah. like broken down into a monthly goal. Of course, HubSpot has annual goals and quarterly goals, but then every, everybody gets assigned a monthly number over the head, whereas most companies operate from like, a, let's set an annual goal and then we'll go and figure it out, right? And then there's no yeah. cadence to holding people accountable or checking in on progress or adopting the plan based on it. So, so it's interesting that you've moved in that, in that direction. There must have been an interesting um, argument to make to somebody in terms of, <laughs> <laughs> oh, for sure. I mean, when I when, yeah, when I first was like, hey, I just want to not, you know, I want to eat it on traffic for, yeah. I don't know, a quarter, half a year, right? <laughs> that was an interesting sell. And I was yeah. leaving the room sweating and being like, oh, God, I sure hope that I'm right about this. But, uh, <laughs> well, at least you got six more months of a job, right? Yeah, yeah that's, that's what that. I figured, right? Exactly. I mean, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. If I have to start looking for a job, you know, in three months or so, like, I'll, I'll know it. So. Yeah, I'm not going to try that one with the board. Yeah, board. yeah. Uh, or the, yeah, I don't think you can do that, pull that one off in sales or service or whatever. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, it's it, marketing is an investment, right? So um, walk us through like the team a little bit. Like what, how do you have it structured and who does what? Um, it sounded like it's not just a group of writers anymore, that there's some specialized roles, but I know you're sure, sure you have a bunch of people just writing, right? Yeah, so there are a lot of specialized roles, um, or a few. Um, I should say, though, I, I am really proud of the team over the past few years. Um, I know when I joined the blogging team, it was extremely focused on editorial and we were all like writers more than anything else. Yeah. And a lot of our ideas, um, it was always about what, you know, what articles can we write that are really interesting. And yeah. that was always kind of our growth. Um, a little, little more Buzzfeed or a little less, uh, uh, I don't even know what the analogy would be, but yeah, it was yeah. trying to write content that would, that people would really, that you wanted to write and that would be interesting, but not necessarily always yeah. back to the. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so we were very, very editorially focused. That was always like our, you know, our growth ideas were always going back to editorial. Mm -hmm. And I think over the past few years, the team has really become more of uh, content marketers, um, more true, true marketers. And I think that, you know, not to say, of course, high quality content is always the number one thing. Like right. if you don't have that, you have nothing else. There is nothing to optimize right. if you don't have It's like have a prerequisite, it. right? It's yeah, that's the baseline of everything. But I I've been really impressed with the team of that. Um, you know, in the past we do an experiment month every year on the blog. Mm -hmm. And in the past the ideas would always be like, Hey, we could write this or we could write that. And it was always like very editorially focused ideas. And this year it was like, hey, have we tried out like this experiment in terms of can we get the click-through rate from SERP up on this? Or have we thought about Google image search? Or right, like real yeah. like that or more in the true marketing realm. Yeah. Um, they have to do with content, um, but they're more they're more of those um, less editorially focused ideas, which I've been proud of. So yeah. with that said, um, the way the team is structured is that so we have a marketing service and sales blog, um, and we most people are kind of divided into those sections. Okay. So each and are you do you responsible for the uh, off page stuff too, like uh, the Think Growth blog? I do not. No. You're not. Okay, separate. Okay. 
on the content team, but not on my team. Okay, got it, got it. Um, each blog has an editor um, that is responsible for obviously editing, but also the growth of that property. Mm-hmm. And then let's see, we have um, writers on each blog, and we staff those uh, staff writers based on um, how much opportunity we have, how much optimization there is to do, how much new writing there is to do, right? Yeah. Um, and then, so that's about, I think, eight or nine people total. Um, we have one full-time optimization person who, Braden Becker, who's amazing. And he primarily focuses on marketing, um, but that's just because that's where most of our historical content lives. Okay. Um, but technically, he kind of floats, um, he kind of... Helps out. He, he, yeah. He helps opportunities out elsewhere as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he does the strategy. What, what is the volume um, of... Con- like pages now or do you have a do you know that number must be ridiculous i don't even know it's well i mean the last time i it's well over ten thousand. Ten thousand blog posts yeah okay. got it yeah. that's crazy yeah so he's busy yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure he looks at everyone every day yeah he's, yeah, he's this is our him. and then we have um we have one person who is um starting our news program so yeah, so we're yeah. we're trying to um, invest more in covering news, both in like Ooh. the marketing space and then um, Ooh, exactly, yeah. or in the broader tech realm. Yep. So yeah, yeah. A lot of buzz going on right now. Donald Trump accusing Google and uh, of of censoring their uh, their search, <laughs> right? That would be a great one to cover. I'm sure that I'm sure everybody would love love. I'm sure that would get right through the editors over there. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. Uh, <laughs> I mean, honestly, the news program has been really interesting. We had. Um, uh, we we actually were in the press box for Mark Zuckerberg's first testimony before Congress. You were? Yeah. Oh my I mean, god! I wasn't personally, but Amanda was. He runs the program. Okay. Same. Um, and then we do have three people who are on pillar pages. Okay. So our core blogs are are in the topic in the um, pillar cluster model. Those are all what we would consider cluster content. And then we have three people who are dedicated to producing pillar pages um, that take longer, are more in depth. Got it. Um, yeah. yeah, I remember we were, it was always like when, when I was working with you on the sales blog, it was like, how are we going to get our eight posts out this week, right? Mm-hmm. So under that model, there's no opportunity to write a 5,000 page authoritative, well-researched uh, <laughs> pillar page, right? Yes, yeah. Pillar pages take a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah. So you have three people full-time just building pillar pages out. Yeah. Wow, Okay. And are those the things I've been seeing, like the ultimate guide to? Yeah. Okay. Another thing I saw interesting, which is um, that you write, is somebody wrote something like how to um, use super, how to strike through your um, text in like Google Docs or something like that. And so it clearly has little connection to the HubSpot product, none, yeah. I'm assuming. Uh, and so, like, how do you justify those? So, we... There's By a, the way, it was a helpful article. Yeah, so, <laughs> like, okay. Every time I go into Google Docs, I'm like, <laughs> and I want to, like, strike something out, I'm like, how the hell do I strike this out? And I end up spending, like, three minutes, like, looking for it in the menu. It's not obvious. It should be a button. It totally should yeah. be a button. Yeah. It, it should be. I'll, That's I'll, what Donald Trump should be. Doing. Petition, yeah, exactly. Um, so we we 
we've we've evolved the understanding of the blog a little bit over the past years of like you know, obviously we always, always want to be producing content that ties into our core product areas. The thing is like we show up for a lot of those already. Like we have great historical content, we optimize it, we keep it fresh. Um, and so we've kind of made the decision to branch into a little bit more tangential areas that are still in the realm of, you know, um, in the realm of some percentage of the people that view that site are marketers. In fact, it's probably a decent percentage more than the population because, because uh, marketers are writing more often. Right. Basically we just, we want to get out there with helpful content. Like yeah. if, there, if people are searching for something that's going to help them do their jobs better, we want to do that. Even if it's not like something that is so tightly connected to our product that, yeah. you know, Oh, I'm going to become a lead or I'm going to come, um, you know, download this piece of content, talk to sales immediately, right? Yeah. Um, and there's a few reasons for that. Um, number one is that the the more pages that we rank on, um, the more traffic we get. It's almost like traffic for traffic's sake is kind of a virtuous cycle in that the more, the more you're ranking for things, the easier time you're going to have ranking for everything. So that means even your things that are super bofu, uh, you know, mofu bofu that people can convert on right now that are your highest conversion posts, those posts are going to get a benefit from even something because Google will look at your site and say, oh, it's more authoritative overall. I should rank everything better. Yep. Um, the other thing too is that the blog has always been a little bit. Actually, do you know what your uh, do you uh, do you know what your domain authority is? It must be crazy. I went to look it up, but it's kind of slowed down my internet connection here on the Zoom. <laughs> we're up Not up yet, but it's we're 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 doing good. It's <laughs> yeah. improving, which is great. Right, it is still um, improving too. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you're probably in the eighties, I'm guessing, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know offhand. Um, yeah. But then too, I mean, so, so, oh, you're actually you're ninety. 90 domain authority for context data boxes, like a 41 or something like that. So it's, it's like, and as we both know, and most people probably listening know, but it's like that exponential curve. And so what you're saying is that like by writing some article like that, it's a little more likely to be referenced, uh, maybe linked to by someone else. And as, and as those pages, um, get authority, the page authority out, like the domain authority goes up for everything. Yeah. So, and like it's you know everybody envies sites like HubSpot because you can basically write on anything and rank pretty quickly. Not anything, but like you can kind of yeah. Whereas most of the rest of us would have to spend like write ten thousand words for our pillar page. You can probably write a thousand and and outrank us. <laughs> well, I don't know if that's always true. I mean, Google yeah. is really smart these days in that they're going to surface the best the best piece of content for whatever search. You know what I mean? So again, that's why I don't I'm not saying that. Yeah. I'm just saying that domain authority is critical. Domain authority is huge. Um, for sure. But yeah, I mean, I think when you look at pieces like that and it's like, well, why were we, why would we write, you know, strike through in a Google doc? One thing that's important to remember is that it's not at the end of the other, of the content that is more closely related to our products. We're doing that too. And the thing is we're optimizing that we're tending that content, but because we've, we have 12 years of putting, putting that foundation down. Now we can do things that are a little bit more tangential. Yep. Yep. Got it. Um, so how do you pick, uh, do you pick themes for this content? Like how did, who came up with that? Was that just like one of the writers said, Hey, I'm going to do this or 
Do you brainstorm? How do you guys do that? No, so um, the way that, so it all comes back to that search insights report. We all okay. kind of work on that. I see. And then that is, um, it's grouped into uh, pillars and clusters. So instead of just having to be like a bunch of just random, hey, here's, here's a bunch of assorted keywords, it's like we'll tackle maybe 10 topic areas a quarter. Okay. And then it will be, here's the cluster content, here's what we should optimize, here's the pillar page. And it kind of all oh, wow. ties in. Very, very methodical. It sounds, it's not like we used to do where it would be Monday morning and you'd say, Pete, what do you want to write about next week? <laughs> and I'd say, I was thinking there. She's like, oh, that'd be great, right? <laughs> maybe that was just me but um because it's hard to instruct or direct me but um but uh but it sounds like it's much more based off of the the seo plan and so can you share some of the topics that you'll be covering without giving away the secrets oh boy um man what have we done this year um it's interesting because we or themes i think you said there's certain, yeah, there's certain um, topics that have been in, in terms of like our, what we would consider, you know, our core topics, mm-hmm. um, but things that we were missing, like a, a, a crucial part of it that Google actually kind of recognizes as separate SERPs. So one, one example that comes to mind is technical SEO. Okay. So we had always, uh, we have, a, you know, a ton of great beginner SEO content, um, you know, and just very high level. What is SEO and how do you, what's on page SEO for a blog post? What's on page yeah. SEO for this and that? Um, but we kind of thought, Oh man, we've been talking about SEO, right? Yeah. We realized, Oh no, there's this whole, like the technical realm. Like we haven't written anything on, you know, uh, site architecture or, right. um, you know, domain authority. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So um, we spent time building out more of like a technical SEO cluster earlier this year. Interesting. Uh, same thing with email marketing. I know that we had some some gaps there. Okay. Um, and then obviously with our new content properties, um, service blog, we've been writing a ton about customer service, customer success, and all the all the related topics in there. Okay. Got it. Um, yeah. So going deeper, like uh, I think HubSpot has pre-announced some of the product launches, which they'll launch next week at Inbound, like uh, video marketing. I'm pretty sure this is public information that you're doing more with video stuff. So uh, where you be do it, is that a theme? Um, uh, at this I'm point, sure. I can't. I can't say. We're kind of. <laughs> you're a full-time manager now, aren't you? You don't even. You don't even. You don't know. <laughs> That's exactly right. I'm not the person to ask. You should ask, uh, <laughs> Director, I should ask my team. They know way better than me. Yeah, yeah. Got it. And so did we finish explaining your team? I can't remember. I probably sidetracked you there. No, no. I think, yeah, we got everyone. 12 um, people total. 12 people total. Okay, so you're busy. Wow. Got it. That's cool. Well, I'm impressed with what you've done so far uh, at, at HubSpot or what you've done since we've last talked, I should say. So uh, it sounds like there's been a hell of a lot of progress on the numbers and uh, it sounds like HubSpot's uh, as invested in new content creation as they've ever been. Um, so it seems to be working well. Oh, I wanted to ask you about email, email marketing, um, yeah. actually. So when I was there, well, I remember, it probably wasn't at that time. I remember we would send instant emails out every time a blog yeah. post was published. And then I think we went, pulled back to like letting the person kind of 
pick or monitoring to see how often they open the email. And if, if they open it less, you'd send a weekly email. What are you guys, yeah. what are you guys doing now? Um, and like, why? Yeah. So email is, um, so I can speak, first of all, I'll say I can speak to the blog subscription email. That's what I meant. Yeah. That's what right. I meant. Yeah. Um, but obviously we send more types of email than that, that I don't have right. great visibility into. Um, yeah, I mean, that's more or less what we, kind of where we stand today, which is that, you know, we're not, we're not optimizing our emails anymore for traffic. We're optimizing them for someone's experience. So, right. Like, um, you know, we're an instant, an instant notification is a little bit much for people. Right. Uh, yeah. I don't think everyone needs to know. I get an email every single time we publish a new post. We publish a lot. Right. Um, oh, what so, do you publish by the way? How much, like, what is the volume these days? So the volume is, it fluctuates day to day. Um, because we are so focused on organic, it's less about that we have to fill out a calendar mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, we need three posts a day or whatever. So it kind of depends. Like some days we'll publish as many as, I don't know, like 10 articles a day or whatever, okay. optimize 10 in a day or something. And then other days we won't publish anything. Okay. So we're less married to... Got to it. It's not like a target every month or every week that you're trying to get to anymore. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, email, we have a still daily and weekly option. Um, we will automatically, um, bump someone down to weekly if they haven't engaged with our emails for a while. Okay. Um, and that's, that's more, and then we'll automatically unsubscribe you, um, if you haven't engaged for X amount of time after that. Okay. Um, yeah, we did, we did a survey, like a quick poll kind of thing. I think it was like 30 or so respondents and, and we asked people how often they unsubscribe. I forget the exact wording of the question, but we ask people how often they unsubscribe their, their people from their list who are not inactive. And most, like the majority, I think, picked, we wait till they unsubscribe. And so yeah. that's not a very common practice, but it's killing deliverability. Why did you start doing that? Because I know HubSpot started doing that a while ago. Yeah. Um, I mean... Just made sense. <laughs> Obviously, for obviously the, you don't have to pay the email marketing bill like the rest of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, very true. Um, for, you know, for the persons, I think we were kind of realizing like, holy shit, you know, we're sending a lot of emails to each yeah. individual person. Like this is just not a good experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but then second of all, for deliverability reasons, like, yeah. you know, our deliverability was not great. Yeah. <laughs> you know? right. And we're like, we have all these people on the list who are just, you know, we've been emailing them for some people, you know, years and they haven't opened anything. So why, you know, let's just make their lives easier and chop them off. And obviously they can come back if they want to, but just from a deliverability perspective, you know, uh, inbox service providers look at that and they say, okay, you know, this is, these are unwanted emails across the board, you know? Yep. Yep. Exactly. And so... Um, it sounds like email is still a driver for you, but it, if you had to rank it, it would be organic search. What comes next? I think everything might be tied for next, honestly. Oh, really? I think it's number one. That's the way ours is. Yeah. yeah. Other things are all a little bit tied. Yeah. We get, yeah. Ours, it was direct and then, and then social and then, uh, and then email after that. But. Yeah. Cool. Um, anything else that's that's coming up that you're excited about? Uh, anything else is coming up that I'm excited about? I don't know. I, I mean, I just think this year has gone really well. We've like completely uh, transformed our strategy. So 
it's one of those things that, you know, um, I mean, the news is a new program I'm super excited about, but in terms of yeah. the more strategy, um, we're, we're more or less going to keep, keep doubling down on what's working. And yeah, it sounds like you have a good plan that should work well into the future with the news. Um, what's the logic behind that? Is it to, what like business logic behind doing that? Cause obviously it's a, it's not an easy thing. You probably have a newsroom of one person at this point, but yeah, a newsroom of one person. <laughs> um, the logic there's a few things. So first of all, I think we kind of, especially because we're so focused on organic now, mm-hmm. um, we're not. You know, our writers are not focused on writing those things like, oh, Google algorithm has a new change, and what does it mean for me, right? Like, yeah, if it's not search volume behind something. We're not going to do it. Right. But that's at the expense of things that don't have search volume today. Um, but they're still important to talk about, like yeah. technology or um, you know the data data privacy issues that are like everywhere right now, right? Yeah, there's not a ton of search interest there, but it's still important to cover. So yeah, um, yeah people, time, people look to HubSpot for guidance. So if, if something like that, an external change is happening, then HubSpot's would be would be considered a thought leader. But if you're not covering it, you're going to lose that. Right? Exactly. So it's it's a first of all, it's a play to diversify content and then second of all um it's a thought leadership play too right it's like we want to we want to focus um or we want to feature our executives weighing in on things like you know um a new google algorithm update or facebook you know limiting i think last week they took away uh 5,000 ad targeting options you know what is that going to do for for your paid ads um (laughs) so (laughs) You know, things like that. So so that was more or less... Political campaign. Russian hacking political campaign might, might have trouble with their targeting. Yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, interesting. And then... Uh, uh, I forget what I was going to ask you. There was one other area I wanted to dive in with you, but I forget what it is now. So, uh, anything else you want to want to share? Oh, now I remember. Now yeah, I, remember. No. I got it. So, luckily, this is an informal podcast interview. <laughs> um, so, you have this massive following. In fact, th- with the news play, it's almost like you just said, "Screw public relations. We're just going to be our own news outlet." Right? Whereas most companies would think, like, you know, uh, if Google changes their algorithm. How can I get mentioned in an article that a journalist is writing about that? But in, instead, you guys just say, oh, we'll just write the article. <laughs> yeah, well, pretty much. It's our executive opinion, right? And that'll get more uh, reach than you know, an article in the local paper or in a magazine even, right? Um, online magazine. So um, that said, like everybody looks at HubSpot, the blog, and says like, wow, I want to get mentioned on that. So... Talk to us a little bit about how you, if you, and how you work with external writers. I think most of the content that gets published, I don't know a percentage, but most of it seems to be internal staff. Yes. Correct? The vast majority is internal. Um, you know, we, the news program is definitely an area of opportunity for um, seeking external opinions. Um, we, you know, one of the things that makes our news coverage that, that we're really trying to focus on is original quotes and original analysis, original opinion, right? Yeah. Uh, so that's something we're definitely looking to, you know, our partners for or other thought leaders um, kind of in the broader spaces. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, we always accept, we, we, we always accept uh, guest posts, guest pitches. The, the thing I think that is really important to understand about um, 
SEO in terms of content these days is that your site architecture is really, really important. So basically the, the more like, uh, content that you have in a given, the more like, you know, duplicate articles, let's say you have, you would have in a given area. Um, the more, the messier your site architecture becomes, the more Google looks at that. And it's kind of like, I don't know, this is a little bit like all Mm. over the place. I can't tell which one's the most important one. So I'm just going to ignore them both. Yeah. And the thing is, there are technical fixes that you can do for that, right? You can use like a, you know, tag manager and put a canonical tag on it and it's all good. Mm -hmm. Um, But we're really, the challenge that we have with, with accepting external writers is again, we have 12 years of content behind us. It's like, we're kind of, most people will pitch up things that we've already written about, like a million times over. (laughs) Like Like the list of eight things that I sent you the other day, like (laughs) cover them already. Yeah. So the thing is we, you know, uh, it's a matter of just finding the gaps, finding yeah. the gaps in our in our coverage. And if we if we haven't you know focused on an area and you have expertise in that area, like obviously we want to talk to you. But mm-hmm. the vast majority of pitches we get are like, you know, how to do email marketing. It's like, well, you know, <laughs> you know we kind of cover that. Yeah. We put up a form too. It's you know the, the, we get we get pitched for guest posts too. We put up a form and. Yeah, I'd say like 10% of them get published. It's actually not because we reject them necessarily because we're a newer property and we don't have as many topics covered. Plus we integrate with 65 plus other pieces of software. So there's so many topics we could cover. But um, I find that most people don't actually follow through Um, or they send something that's awful. Yeah. And so then we'll accept (laughs) it, but then we're like, all right, that's at the very bottom of our editing list. Yeah. Uh, And it's like, you know, it takes three months to get to it. Yeah. I mean, the other thing is like, you know, the reason why we staff, we staff really, because we don't have to staff a lot internally, right? Like we could say, okay, we're going to have two full-time writers and we're just going to do everything else externally. And we can source people to write about, you know, all the different areas that we want to write about. We could kind of make our, our, um, we could still execute our SEO strategy like that. Um, But again, it's, what we found is just like the quality level, like it really takes a long time to get ramped to the to the level of quality that we want to write at yeah. you know like it takes new writers on the team like six months ish right. and like the thing is so it's it's just better for us to get someone in here and make that investment in them and then kind of you know after that they can write up to speed on on anything but it is you know we have such a high quality standard that it's not an easy thing to um to edit for for external yeah. people yeah. Do you have like a, so do you have like a training program uh, in terms of like how the to get to, because quality sounds like a binary way to reject someone um, to most people. (laughs) Your quality is not high enough. So do you have like a, like a set of guidelines or a training program or is it just happen through writing and editing, writing and editing? Yeah. I mean, we have guidelines, but it's really just, you just have to kind of, yeah. Yeah, it's an experiencing for sure. Right. Yeah, no, I remember like over time you edited my posts less and less, but you know, and, and there were, it was generally more for like, Pete, you're on a rant here. We're going to cut this out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, like, I mean, that's, that's kind of where, like, for instance, um, you know, when I say quality, I definitely mean in terms of like comprehensiveness, in terms of addressing the searcher's intent and things like that. And that's something that, is is trainable but it's not as easy to edit for like i can't go back to an external writer and say hey you know i need you to make this list 
there's a lot more things in the world. You're trying to, this list has three things on it. I needed to have, I need to go back and do like a ton more research to make this like the most comprehensive piece. Like they, at that point, they're going to be like, no, I don't really want to do that. You know? <laughs> right. I'm getting one link here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. They're like, ah, that's fine, you know? Right, right. Yeah, no, it's interesting. Like we, John, I don't know if you read John's stuff, John Benini, director of marketing here. I, I think he's a great writer. It's one of the reasons I hired him. He's a great storyteller. Mm-hmm. But it, like, and I think I'm a, a passable writer as well. And so what we do a lot, like we probably, everything we publish, not every blog post per se, but like anything that's important gets probably goes through four or five revisions. Yeah. Um, I, I think at HubSpot, it's probably a little less now because you have so many good writers. But do you have some kind of a, process like where multiple people are actually taking a look or there's multiple passes at it like what's the typical back and forth there yeah it's hard to say it's hard to say typical it really is because it just depends it depends on the topic it depends on you know um yeah it depends on a lot of stuff but i mean certainly every piece gets edited um if it needs multiple revisions it needs multiple revisions um but again, that's what makes it a little challenging to work with people externally because they are not going to have patience. And, not, and the other thing is they're not going to pick up on the trends yeah. like yeah. your team does that makes it easier over time. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Are you going to inbound next week? I am. Yeah. Awesome. So I will see you there. I'm sure. I don't know if we'll have this out before then, but um, do you have a role or do you just get to go and enjoy it? You know, I'm kind of... I'm, I mean, I'm volunteering in certain shifts, but it's nothing that's, that's too intensive. So I think I'll be mostly an attendee this year, which will be nice. That's cool. Yeah, I remember the first time I could go as an attendee. That was nice. Very yeah. stress, much stress-free. Much yeah, stress-free. yeah, exactly. Awesome. Well, thanks, Emma. Unless you have anything you wanted to announce or share with us, we'll, we will wrap it up here. I think that was insightful for for anyone that's either just getting getting their blog going or has their blog going and wants to think about how they plan, you know, further ahead into the future, um, like some of the processes and how you think about things was was, uh, was very helpful. And I think that would be uh, insightful for people. So thank you for sharing. Great. I hope so. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for listening. If you found this episode valuable, check out our other episodes or subscribe to get new ones. If you want to support the show, we'd love for you to leave a review or share it with someone. And if you want a tool to help you track and improve your business performance, try Databox free at databox.com.